Hi and welcome to the Principalities Podcast. Today's episode is episode 3, The Principle of Art and the Limits of Language. Over the past couple episodes, we've been talking about how you need to define your terms as clearly as possible. This principle goes more or less against that. One of the things that happens when you define everything as clearly as possible is you get extremely rational about certain things. The problem with doing that is twofold. First of all, you end up... Well, first of all, you're not extremely rational. I know I'm using science to prove this, which is rationality, and it is by definition an oxymoron. But if but read Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow, you you can be hooked up into an MRI, and they can figure out what your they can ask you questions and figure out what your answers are going to be with before you even know that you have an answer. A lot of your decisions, and mine, obviously, are made subconsciously, and then you rationalize it after the fact, which is a very interesting thing to know. You can sometimes notice it happening. So, in in other words, based on that, Focusing excessively on rationality doesn't tell you what you want or what or what you're going to have to do for yourself or what's going to have to be done in order to accomplish your goals, given that you're not entirely rational. The other problem is that At least in English, I don't speak any other language fluently. But English does not cover certain concepts very well. It definitely doesn't cover experiences well. If you want... That's part of why we have metaphors, and that's what part of this is going to go to. This episode is going to go to. Part of the reason why I'm pausing when I talk a lot during this podcast is because I'm thinking and I'm trying to get my thoughts down to concise words, but part of it is because I don't necessarily have the words available to take what I'm feeling and put it into words. I need to downgrade what is what I can best describe as music to language. Remember that feeling that you had with your first crush, and regardless of whether or not you ever confessed your feelings, try putting that down to words without downgrading it. Without cheapening the feeling. If you can email me the words, because I am married to my my crush, and I can't put those words to paper. I can't say that. 
feeling. I would love to. I would love to be able to tell her exactly how I feel, but... There aren't words that describe the music. Unlike other ones of this... Other principles that I'm going to be going through, I don't think avoiding this will actually screw you over. I think if you don't have a place for art in your life, if you don't have a place for that music, for all the things that words don't encompass, I think you'll be fine. I just don't think you'll ever be better than that. I, just before recording this podcast, I was reading a CNBC piece they do, it's a CNBC millennial mortgage piece. It was about a guy who paid off his mortgage at 33, he cashed out all of his retirement money, and within three months of getting the mortgage, he had it all paid off. So, the guy said... He knew that it was financially not a good idea. If you add the numbers, it makes a lot more sense for him to stay financially invested in the market. And if you understand compound interest and compound returns, the guy had easily, I think it was a hundred or two hundred thousand in his his retirement funds. So yeah, that would definitely. It's a lot harder to grow it to that point than it is to grow it past that point. That being said, he he completely understood, but he was he wanted the security of owning his own house. He want he wanted a home. He didn't want the bank to own the home. It didn't even matter to him that he would be able to pay down the mortgage until it was equal to his retirement fund, and then if anything went wrong, if he would lose his job or something, he'd just drop the retirement fund and pay up the mortgage. It didn't matter to him that he this does not change his lifestyle at all. What mattered to him was the music that he got from living in a house that had a mortgage that he would have, that if he messed up bad enough, the bank would own, wasn't the same as the music as living with his wife in a house that they owned entirely. One thing I feel that you should be very careful about is to not downgrade that music. You should you shouldn't take a least common denominator of oh this just technically fits the metaphor. It gives some of it, but most of what you comes out of that metaphor is not there. What brought that into my head mostly was an episode of Writing Excuses, a writing podcast, as you might have guessed, in which Patrick Rothfuss was joining in, and he... Uh, gave some metaphor, I don't remember even why, it was, I think, comparing some different writing styles to being in love for your whole life, and uh, going to an island, meeting a exotic 
girl and having an incredible weekend. One of the hosts of the podcast, Mary, gave he she complained that it was metaphor was somewhat sexist because as a woman she just didn't understand what the metaphor meant. She couldn't her context did not give her that ability. So they tried to change the metaphor, and what they eventually set down on was something that Howard Taylor, who draws the Schlock Mercenary comic strip, with he's put out a new strip every day for decades. I think decades by now. Amazing guy. He, uh, he gave the example that the... There are, there's music that he listens to when he's writing and drawing, and which he's that he's probably listened to the same hundred tracks thousands of times by now. And there's karaoke night, which is fun, but you're not having karaoke night every night. You are, on the other hand, listening to the same calming music to write and draw and whatever else Howard does to that every single time. The problem I had with this was that while Howard's metaphor took some of the meaning, it explained the difference between something that you can keep going forever and something which is fun, but you're not going to repeat, it missed the music. It missed the poetry of the difference between that one night, that one weekend, and life, a lifetime with a woman you love. It's, the one weekend is, it's not just a, it's not just karaoke night, which is nice and fun. I'm not I'm not knocking karaoke night. But that one weekend with the exotic woman, it's a it's a metaphor for something which is fire. It's amazing. It's something which never happened before and you know will never happen again. Part of what you get out of that is the uniqueness of the experience. As opposed to being married, which what you get out of that is the sheer depth of the experience that you get from a long-term relationship. You're, and neither of those are replaceable. Neither of those are, they're both technically real, dis, they're distant relatives of each other, those feelings. But just comparing it to something which you can do once a week, once a month, to something which you can do all the time and you won't and won't lose its flavor. It it cheapens the metaphor for me. It cheapens the music, the poetry. And while I sympathize a lot with Mary, but and I really wish I had a metaphor for her that encompassed the whole thing and didn't and was something that she could that she had a context for i don't have that metaphor but i think howard's was 
diluted compared to what the original was. Why do I care? I care because now when Mary hears somebody talk the way Patrick did, the way Patrick did, she's going to mentally downgrade whatever that man or woman and it says she's going to downgrade it just to some mind candy, emotional candy. Something which is short and you're not going to eat every day. As opposed to what that metaphor actually was, which was the bonfire compared to the campfire, compared to the hearth. Downgrading the metaphor like that, it turns on emotional blinders. You, it lowers the color of the, of everything, not just not just one metaphor. It expands. You can live it. It's perfectly fine to have those blinders, but you can't get beyond fine with them on. So, read poetry, listen to music, understand what they're telling you, and don't feel the need to put that down to words if those words lessen the feelings that they give you. It's fine to, it's fine to not be able to define things sometimes. Your definitions should be true. And sometimes by defining something, you can't make it true anymore. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Principalities Podcast. My name is Aaron Taub, and I hope to see you soon. If you like this episode of the Principalities Podcast, please subscribe and send me an email at principalities365 at gmail.com. Link in the show notes. Thanks.